to another episode of Parminio. In this episode, it's going to be all about elevating. Elevating yourself into the role of Chief of Staff. And what we're going to do is, we're going to look at two frameworks. One is called career adaptability. The other is called career competencies. And what we're going to do is, understand these frameworks and how they can be leveraged for you to target specific methods and tactics which can help elevate you so that you can become that chief of staff that you're striving for. All right, so what we want to do on the podcast is first of all, we're going to define and look at what career adaptability and career competencies are. There are two frameworks that are used to um, transition and develop your career. Then what we're going to do is outline two methods that fit in nicely to both of these frameworks. The first one is feedback-seeking behavior, and the second one is a coaching and management plan and how that fits nicely into both these frameworks as well. Okay, so let's get into it here. Uh, Career adaptability, and what we're going to do is just walk through some background and then talk about the framework. And career adaptability is basically the resources that can successfully manage an individual's current and anticipated career transitions. That's from Savikas in 97. Career adaptability enables individuals to broaden, improve, and ultimately self-realize their self-concept in professional roles and build a career framework. That's from Perfelli and Savikas in 2012. So this framework is used to help build your overall career plan and your transitions. Obviously, if you're a product manager right now, a project manager, something like that, and you wanna move into the role as a chief of staff, it's all about having a framework and transition. So it makes sense to think about these frameworks and use them. The four dimensions of career adaptability are concern, control, curiosity, and confidence. Um, and that comes through various uh, researchers who have looked at this and found that these were the four areas that have the biggest impact. So concern, I have concern for my career and my transitions. I'm actively um, taking control. That's another one. I'm curious. I want to learn things. I want to explore. So that's another uh, dimension. And the last one is confidence. I, I gain confidence as I improve my skills, knowledge, and abilities. Feedback-seeking behavior fits in nicely to this. The research shows us that. Um, it increases concern and curiosity. That's from Harrison and Dossinger in 2017. It enhances a person's sense of control and confidence. That's from Whitaker and Levy in 2012. Another research shows a, a significant effects on career adaptability when demographics are controlled for um, through some other research. So. It tucks in nicely, feedback-seeking behavior does, into the four dimensions of career adaptability, concern, control, curiosity, and confidence. And a coaching and measurement plan, as we'll see as well, will fit in nicely to this framework. The other framework we want to use um, is the one called career competencies. And basically, it can be defined as the knowledge, skills, and opportunities that affect career opportunities. Obviously, as you enhance your knowledge and skills and your abilities, it's going to affect your opportunities. That's from Foyer and Sells in 2009. Um, it's, it's, it's an important predictor of success. Devos found that out as well. And there is a positive association 
between these competencies and career success. Kuypers and Shane's uh, did some research on that in 2006. Let's talk about what the framework, the competency framework lo looks like. It's three dimensions. It's reflective, communicative, and behavioral. So those are the three key dimensions of this framework that we want to apply to our tactics and methods. Let's walk through each of those so we can understand what they are. The reflection competency is two pieces. It's reflecting on your motivations, your values, passions, and your motivations, and reflecting on your qualities. What are your strengths and skills, and what are your shortcomings? Are you self-aware? Have you identified those? The communicative aspect of the career competencies revolves around networking and self-profiling. So networking means I have an awareness, presence of my network, and ability to expand it. And the second piece is self-profiling, means I'm presenting and communicating my knowledge, skills, and abilities internally and externally so people are aware of the things that I'm doing to grow and, and to expand myself. The final uh, competency is behavioral, and it has to do with work exploration and control. And so for work exploration, I'm seeking career opportunities. I'm looking and understanding what's going on internally and externally. And then the control for behavioral is I'm actively influencing my learning and work processes related to my career by setting goals and planning how to reach them. So that's the framework. And again, it's reflective, communicative, and it's behavioral. It's a nice framework. All right, so let's talk now about specific methods. And the first one we're gonna walk through is feedback-seeking behavior. Let's talk about what it is some key factors to know before you start doing it, and then how we might design a, a simple and elegant approach to doing it. it Feedback-seeking behavior can basically be defined as an individual proactively seeking feedback about performance, role positions, and job targets from others um, in their organization, or internally and externally. It could be your, your superior, your immediate supervisor, colleagues that you work with people that you have interactions with externally, um, and you're seeking feedback from them on various um, objectives. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. There's two kinds of feedback-seeking behavior. There's monitoring, where you're observing your environment for feedback cues, and then there's inquiry, and this is direct requests for evaluations of performance with others. We're gonna focus on the second one and how that's done and what the factors are the direct inquiry for uh, as far as this podcast goes. All right, um, now the research shows that when employees seek feedback, the leader is more likely to reciprocate by giving constructive, useful feedback. So that's good to know. There are four kind of factors to be considered before you start, um, if you're gonna use this before you start doing it. And the first one is the, the, the feedback seeker's performance history. It makes a difference. The second one is the sign of the feedback. Are you seeking positive or negative feedback? Third one is frequency. How frequently do you seek feedback? That's a factor. And the fourth one is how targets perceive the feedback and seeker and how they think about can people grow or not grow? All those are important factors. All right, so let's walk through each of the four and then we'll talk about how we utilize this. The seeker's performance history. And so what the research shows us is that poor performers who seek feedback can be seen as less competent. 
So you got to be careful. Um, you want to have to understand how you're viewed as, in terms of your performance in your organization. And if you're viewed as less of a poor performer, you want to be more careful about how you do this. We'll talk about that. The next uh, research piece shows us that superior performers um, seeking feedback frequently could be viewed as negative or grandstanding. So if you're a superior performer and you're seeking positive feedback too frequently, people can view you as you're just showboating and it can reflect negatively on you. So you gotta be careful. Superior performers viewed positively except when they're seeking frequent positive feedback. So if you're a superior performer um, and you're going into and doing this feedback seeking program, it's going to um, be more helpful to you, at least when you start, but you have to be careful. If you seek too much frequent positive, you're seeking accolades from people, you're going to be viewed as someone who's simply grandstanding and trying to make a name for yourself, and it will be a negative for you. So you must be careful about how you construct the feedback. Okay, on the signs of performance, whether it's positive or negative, um, let's walk through what the research shows us here. Seeking positive feedback about strengths um, can be viewed as negatively, especially by an average performer. We just kind of touched on that. So you have to be careful on the constructive uh, feedback that you're looking for. If you're only trying to get positive feedback from people, even if you're a superior performer, it could be viewed negatively. And if you're a less than, uh, say you're a moderate or a poor performer and you're seeking positive feedback, it's definitely gonna be seen in a negative uh, light. Managers, so if you're a manager and you're seeking feedback from your subordinates, um, if you seek positive feedback, it can be viewed negatively. But if you seek constructive negative feedback from your pos from your subordinates, it will be viewed positively about you. So if you're somebody who's seeking feedback from your subordinates, you want to keep that in mind. Negative feedback is less likely to be associated with impression management. That's from Chow in 2008. And so impression management means you're trying to impress other people by your, your positive successes. So if you seek constructive feedback, that could be viewed as uh, you're def working on your shortcomings and deficiencies, likely to be much more helpful to you, especially if you're a, a, more po a less uh, superior performer. All right, let's talk about the frequency um, and how this works. Moderate levels of feedback seeking tend to be more favorably viewed than high levels. That's from Nadler Nellis. And when targets view ex targets can view excessive help seeking as dysfunctional. So if you seek too much help when using this technique, people will view you're dysfunctional. So you gotta be careful in how you approach this, the frequency with which you use it. The less of a performer you are, the less frequently you use this technique. Let's talk about targets. The target is the person you're approaching for feedback and there's two types of targets. There's one person who can be described as falling under an entity, entity theory and there's another type of person who is, falls under what's called an incremental theory. The entity theory people believe that abilities are largely fixed. Um, I certainly don't believe that. I think everybody has skills and abilities to grow and become um, amazing people and high performers. But there are some people that may have um, this viewpoint. If there are, 
you probably want to avoid using them for feedback because they're going to feel or believe you can't grow. Incremental theory means people hold a, hold a, a, a philosophy and a viewpoint that people can grow and they can expand and they can learn new knowledge and skills and develop into roles. Those are the type of people that you're going to want to be thinking about targeting when you're using feedback seeking approach. Okay, so let's, how, how will we structure a simple kind of feedback seeking program if you're going to start on it? Let's think about how we would do that. And if, let's just say you're a high performer. One of the first things I would want to do is develop some objectives so I have some structure around this. And if I'm starting it, probably want to start with my immediate uh, supervisor as well and start focused and, and tight. I might have some different objectives that I could review with my superior and tell them why and how they fit into my current role and some of my career aspirations and how I want to model myself and learn from them. So one objective might be I want to improve my decision making, right? I want to improve that because obviously as a chief of staff, I'm going to have to have really good decision making methodologies and approaches, especially in given the organization. Number two, I might want to improve my conflict resolution skills. And that's a key skill for a chief of staff. We just did a podcast on this, by the way. So that might be one. In the third area, I might, I might want to improve my interpersonal skills, my self-presentation and be more personable. Obviously, there's lots of other ones, but those are three uh, good ones that would help me round out my abilities to become a chief of staff. The second one, I want to, I want to target constructive feedback, uh, working on improvements, not trying to highlight my, my accomplishments, not focusing on impression management. I want to look at my shortcomings and my skills and abilities and how do I improve. Um, I want to probably start off less frequent. Maybe I start with my direct supervisor and we, we dovetail or tuck this into our existing one-on-ones that we might be having, fits nicely into that. Let them know, my, my, my superior, what I'm doing with target, target, uh, targeted feedback seeking behavior. And then over time, I might identify some others in the organization, some colleagues, some other people higher up in the organization that I can occasionally get some feedback from on my objectives. And I can let them know what I'm working towards and I can target somebody who I, who I feel has really good decision making, for example, and let them know that. Um, I target somebody who has really good conflict resolution skills, but st those people less frequently, right? You don't have the relationship with them in the same way that you do with your, with your direct superior. And again, target people that have a incremental theory so people can grow. Um, what this does here, if we go back to uh, the career adaptability and competencies, it fits in nicely to both of them. We already talked about how it fits into career adaptability. But it fits in nicely to the career competencies framework as well. It reflects on my values, passions, and motivations. I'm motivated. I, I have passion to learn. It reflects on my qualities. I've identified some shortcomings in my skill set, right? It fits into the communicative um, competency of self-profiling and presenting myself. As I'm learning and growing my skills and abilities, people are aware of it. Internally, could be externally as well with some people I have interactions with. And it fits into the behavioral. I'm taking active control on learning and growing myself and setting career goals. And I'm planning how to reach them. One of the techniques I'm using is the feedback seeking behavior. So 
that fits in very nicely into the career competencies framework. All right, let's talk about a coaching and measurement plan, by the way, which Parmenio offers. So we do an exact kind of program like I'm gonna, gonna describe and identify here, but let's walk through how this would work and how it fits into these frameworks very nicely. So for example, you might have identified a shortcoming um, say, for example, you've interviewed uh, for a couple of chief of, chief of staff roles, you didn't get them, and you've gotten some good feedback um, when you've went, gotten through um, the people that you've interviewed with. And they might have said that um, perhaps you weren't personable enough, you're too technical in your explanations and answers, and that, that's something that I've heard from a number, number of, of, of people that we've worked with and coached, um, especially if you have kind of a a certain type of background you can get pigeonholed into being too technical for example what we would then do if you came to us and told us that is we would create a learning objective which 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 targets that right one learning objective we might have would be we would want to have a learning objective to communicate and self-present in a manner whereby others feel you are warm considerate respectful open and accessible and how we would achieve that would be we would put together a task and action plan that would contain activities and actions associated with rounding out those behavioral elements. And we can do that because we know the types of body language, speaking, tone, cadence that fits into this learning objective of being warm, considerate, respectful, open and accessible. We would then use the the cognitive apprenticeship approach, which is coaching, modeling, scaffolding, and fading, articulation, reflection, and exploration as, as we work through the different tasks so we can see how you're growing. The other key piece of this is we have a measurement plan that we use because we have to measure progress somehow as we're, learn, as we're moving towards that objective. You're going down the roadway you want to be really good in your self-presentation, warm, considerate, respectful, open and accessible, right? So what we do is we create a, as one element of the measurement plan, we have others, is we would create a survey, a questionnaire that we would then ask you to um, have your supervisor, some other colleagues in your organization, perhaps some external people if you have enough con contact with them. We ask them, uh, you asked them rather if they would be open to taking this survey. It's the seven to 12 questions that get at some of these underlying things we're working to improve. So what we do is we have you administer that prior to the coaching. So we have a beginning point prior to coaching. We get those surveys back and then we start the coaching plan, which consists of the task and the actions, right? Then we can do either a midpoint or just a final uh, we, what we do is we administer that questionnaire survey again. Then what we can see is your progress that you've made along the way in this coaching plan. The key thing about it, which is really nice, is it fits in nicely into this career competencies framework. It reflects on your motivation. You're showing passion. You're motivating. You've, you've gone out and you're taking this coaching um, program to improve yourself reflects on your qualities, you've identified your shortcomings, right? And you're addressing them by doing this coaching and measurement plan. It fits into the communicative career competencies, self-profiling. It allows you to present yourself. 
in a very nice way to your superior, to others, colleagues, to external people, in a way that doesn't make it feel like you're focusing on impression management, but it still allows other people to see you grow and take initiative, which is very nice and very helpful. And then it fits into the behavioral element of control. You're actively influencing your learning and work processes related to your career by setting goals and planning how to reach them. And part of your plan how to reach them, in this case, get that new job as a chief of staff that you haven't had before is you're doing this program. Um, so it fits in very nicely into the career competencies framework and that's how it works. Um, if obviously you're interested in doing that with us, we'd love to hear from you. If, you're, if there's somebody else that you want to do with, do it with them. Um, but it will certainly help you elevate yourself and position yourself nicely for that first chief of staff role. And if you're already a chief of staff and looking to grow into another role, both of these frameworks work nicely. The feedback seeking behavior, the coaching and measurement plan, they fit very nicely into both frameworks. And what we want to do here on this podcast and at Parmenio is always we want to work together where the two become one so we can achieve our dreams to the beat of the drum. If you have any questions, just contact us, glenn at parmenio.co. You can contact my assistant, Angela at parmenio.co, or you can go to our website and contact us via submission form. If you're, if you're working towards getting that first chief of staff role, keep on it, don't give up. There's lots more things you can do. We're going to be talking about some more things you can do to grow yourself, to position for that role on future podcasts. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of Parmenio.